0: So excited to be here today with you. Thank you so much for agreeing to this and doing this with me.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Of course, I'm so happy to be here and to speak on whatever moves through this idea of no limits feels really inspiring. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Thank you've invited you. me
0: yeah thank you mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. I love your energy it's like, first <laughs> time I met you I was like I need to have you on my podcast the energy is just so amazing oh thank you so much yeah. yeah and I do a lot of energy work and I'd love to
2: speak on that today if you'd like but mm-hmm. thanks for noticing because mm-hmm. it really starts with the energy for me and then expands yeah, out
0: in beautiful. the world
2: yeah. when we talk about no limits
1: that's really <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank Important. you yeah. so supportive but uh, yeah, today we are going to talk about mostly uh, your business coach, right?
2: Yep, I'm a creative business coach, two coaches and healers and intuitive coaches it's really lovely mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is going to be the main topic but mm-hmm. I would really like to know your story mm-hmm. first and how you got here because like for me this place Guatemala here is just mm. so magical and I feel it somehow calls in very special people and <laughs> I, I'm so interested in hearing your story and like where are you from mm-hmm. where did you grow up Yeah. Well, let's start there. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, it
2: was a waxing gibbous moon on a Wednesday, but (laughs) I was born and raised Mm -hmm. by a, like in a working class neighborhood with a single mother household. And this is why I talk a lot about money and business because Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up with wealth or wealth consciousness. And I always kind of felt even amongst my other friends in the working class neighborhood, kind of like, the one without the money, even amongst people without money mm-hmm. and it um, with my friends and, and remember not being able to do a lot of things, um, in school or outside of school, friends are being sent to camp, lots of things that had to do with money. I realized at an early age that m- money was important and that I was someone who didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So From there, I worked really hard to send myself and get to college and get scholarships for that. And I went all the way to get a master's degree and I lived on the East coast of the US, like we're up there. And then I drove cross country, like super inspired, like I'm going to take on the world. And I got a master's degree in California, which is super fun, you know, for, for East coast girl to like be near LA and to be near these oceans and the beauty of the palm trees in California. And so from that moment, I had this like travelers itch, this, this idea that where we grew up is one, you know, piece it's one piece to the whole puzzle. But as soon as some of us start to like inch out and see more parts of the world, it's Mm -hmm. like, for those of us who are really interested in that, uh, it starts the whole big journey. So I got a Mm -hmm. master's degree and then I uh, lived in Hawaii for a while and served as a psychotherapist and that was really lovely. And then one day I had a trauma at work where I was actually attacked by one of my clients. Oh, wow. And that led to the story of, you know, I was working, I had a great paycheck, I was having enough money to have a house near the beach in Hawaii so that's pretty good Um, I felt really fulfilled and like okay I had done my thing right I went to school got a master's degree had a big girl job like serving and I just was unhappy and Mm -hmm. you know when you get these little nods from the universe Mm -hmm. of like hey you're not happy happy here and if you don't listen if you don't listen to the voice of creativity (laughs) something will happen so that's what I believe happened when the young man attacked me Mm -hmm. that it was like if I'm not going to quit this job and go travel the world like my heart wants that the universe is going to make it so that Mm -hmm. that happens Mm -hmm. so I I couldn't go back to work and and then it brought me back into this idea of of money again and and how we earn it and in abundance and what we actually need to live and I sold everything mm-hmm. and I went to Thailand to get a yoga teacher training
1: mm-hmm. and
2: got certified in yoga and realized oh what I thought I needed uh, and what I had an abundance of was things I did have a abundance of things and don't get me wrong I love things mm-hmm. I let go of all my things only so that I could collect better, more quality things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a process as well. But I let go of that life. I let go of a lot of material possessions, and I started traveling the world with almost no money, mm-hmm. and dumpster diving, uh, earning a living through playing music, and volunteering. And it was it was okay for a while. It was very beautiful. I went to over thirty something countries, and lived this. Like, lived a psychology life. Like, I was still very interested in human behavior, but I was getting to be with the people Mm. and understand human behavior from that lens of actually living within different cultures. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I was in uh, Thailand again. I had made it around the world and back, and I was in Thailand working for my yoga teacher for minimum wage, like, making beds. Here I had a master's degree, and Mm -hmm. I was, like, making beds in trade to like live. And I found out I had gallstones and gallstones Mm. are painful. And it's another kind of indication of the universe. Everything is energy, right? And then a lot of energetic practices and Taoist belief, the gallbladder is around making decisions and it's around anger.
1: Mm. And
2: I had all this anger because I wasn't activating my gifts. I, I, no matter what country I ran away to to try to find myself, Mm -hmm. I didn't find my purpose there. I go to that country, where's my purpose? Hello, have you seen yes. my purpose, anyone? <laughs>
1: yeah, and,
2: yeah. and mm-hmm. no one found, no one gave it to me. Yeah. And then I was really sick, doubled over in pain, but I didn't have enough money to fly home, to get to the get doctor's visits, even eat nur- more nourishing food. Yeah, Thailand was great, but spicy AF, mm-hmm. so that would activate it, and I just, I needed help. Mm -hmm. And I needed proper help, paid for help. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't afford it. And at that moment, it hit me like a lightning bolt. Like, I never want to be the woman who can't afford something again. And Mm. I never want to work for someone else again. Because it wasn't like, oh, I just want to be wealthy. Because that's part of it. But it was like, I must my gifts in a way that I am so abundant so wealthy that I can afford anything I want and I can give freely and if there's someone else in help that has gallstones or or whatever it is that I can also just provide because I know what that's like and I did I moved home like I'm 35 at that point and I go back to my mom's couch Mm. and i said that's it i'm not working for five dollar yoga classes i'm not gonna teach a sound healing workshop that no one comes to and i end up making like If I looked at my revenue back then, it was like maybe like $300 a month. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I lived. I mean, I know I lived. I volunteered and I dumpster dove and I sang in the streets, but like I didn't count my coins. Mm. (laughs) I counted up my coins at the end of the month to be, I just like lived and it was okay until it wasn't. And then I moved home and I started my business and it's been up, up, up since to Mm. last year was $101,000 made with my own work in the world and really working like 20 hours a week. Like I probably could have made more, but I was like, it's important for me to Mm -hmm. after leaving all these, you know, bosses that were like, this is what you got to do when you got to do it. And when the deadline is Mm -hmm. to go like, you know, this year I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars in the most easeful way possible. I doubled my income from the year before. And I will just keep rising
1: Mm.
2: and so keep on watching, but (laughs) that's why that's my work in the world. And that's my purpose is to help people gain financial freedom, no matter their circumstance. Mm -hmm. And that's what brought me here. I actually like after I started the business, I left them. The mom's couch. I actually like. Uh, I still worked a waitressing job. I put out my first offer. Nine people bought it. A course on creative enhancement. Then I put on a songwriting course, and I took all that money and I flew to Alaska and I spent it all in a weekend. <laughs> and then I was like, "Well, where can I go now to reestablish?" Mm-hmm. And I came down here uh, three years ago. I I had visited here but i came down here 3 years ago because mm. of the vortex and the the water and this abundant energy mm-hmm. and the beauty all around i knew i need to work in beauty i need to work in a place where it's it's light you know there's it's springtime all the time mm-hmm. winter's not for this girl <laughs> too brown for that and and yeah, and I did it. And over the last three years, I focused, but I still had so much time, freedom, and so mm-hmm. much fun, freedom, and so much con- tr- control, really, over my own time and freedom, and s- deciding who I get to work with, and deciding who I get to be, and the hours I want to work. And I never wanted to hustle again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I really set up my business to make. As much money as possible but in a way that I felt really in integrity and aligned
0: and so I'm here continuing
2: the dream. Thanks wow, for listening.
0: Wow <laughs> yeah that's a that's a nice summary mm-hmm. that's a super nice summary but uh, I want to go back a little bit. Oh yeah. Uh, you went to have a master's degree Mm-hmm. what did you what was the master's in like? clinical psychology oh okay mm-hmm. okay wow so you went and then you worked in Hawaii wow. as a clinical psychologist yeah
2: I was a therapist for kids in foster care and in a group home and mm. so kids with uh, behavioral problems sexual behavioral problems and it was really like I felt in my purpose you know because yeah. you're doing such great work and you're mm. really I was reuniting families that had been separated because of these, these issues and working with the parents to uh, caretake for their returning teenagers or whatever it was, but it was this working with the family system.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: that was really super interesting to me and, and seeing and working with people like this. I was also immersed still in poverty consciousness because it's usually at least from my experience as a psychotherapist it was usually people under the poverty line that were experiencing these uh these traumas Mm -hmm. and and being appointed a therapist and and going into group homes and just so i was immersed in this shadow realm of Mm. of poverty and yeah poverty and problems (laughs) and it's not Mm. like yeah it's not like problems don't exist in my business now but it really took a toll on me being only 25 at the time and, Mm. and just being immersed in shadow all of the time. Mm. And we can talk a little bit more about that, but that is why I became a coach to people who are empowered and want, and want my help. Mm -hmm. And there's that distinction of, I was appointed, like I was a therapist appointed to people that didn't want my help. And there's Mm. such a difference. Some kids, of of course I charm the pants off the kids and the families. Mm. Like eventually some of them loved me, but it still wasn't their choice. So they were Mm. being mirrored the exact thing that was happening to me of like, I didn't have a choice of my times. I didn't have a choice of my clients. I didn't have a choice of, you know, I had choice, but it didn't feel like I did. It Mm. felt like somebody was like, this is what you do. And this is when you do it when, and even with how I worked with some of the youth, I can tell a quick story Mm -hmm. is I worked with, um, one of my first clients was a transgendered youth talk Mm -hmm. about no limits. And this was like Mm -hmm. 10 years ago when it wasn't as, um, like inside of the media that this is a normal thing Mm -hmm. that many young people experience being born in a body that they feel is not their own. And I had no training on this because there wasn't training Mm -hmm. on this in my psychotherapy education. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe touching on different kind of things, but not this in particular. Mm -hmm. And I remember being the only one around that was like, this is normal. Mm
1: -hmm. And it
2: didn't matter what my mentors or the other people were giving me. When I sat with that child, I was there for that child. Mm -hmm. And that child, uh, that teenager, rather transitioned in my care from a male into a female. Mm -hmm. And it was so lovely to watch. Mm -hmm. And it was just like... Yeah, like I know what's right here,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I will do the best to serve this human and not mm-hmm. the business or the corporation. It wasn't a; it was a nonprofit actually, but it still mm-hmm. is like there's all this red tape and bureaucracy and and other people's opinions. When I knew in my soul what was what was right, and what was right was the what this youth wanted mm-hmm. in front of me. And wow, so yeah,
0: beautiful. It was lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm. a lot of times it is, you know, just really being present and coming from my heart that Mm. you can serve the best, you know. Mm. So uh, what I I hear you say that's super fascinating is that actually Mm. from a very young age, you kind of knew what you're doing already. And you went Mm. into this serving business, Mm. which is beautiful, like serving people, being in psychology, Mm. but somehow you got like hit by life and shown that, girl, you don't have to be here. Mm -hmm. like what do you think you you touched a little bit upon it but what do do you think was like not aligned there like not serving in this way yeah i remember
2: being in hawaii and making a song called pissed off in paradise because Mm -hmm. I couldn't figure it out either I'm Mm -hmm. like I live on the beach I can run on the beach there are freaking turtles and dolphins Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I have
2: like a boat like I was paddling um canoeing like every day really like Mm -hmm. and I'm like why? And I sad, and I felt shame actually mm. for feeling depressed and for feeling sad. And what I knew or know now that mm. I was missing then was a spiritual practice. Mm. So I wasn't really raised with any, and I didn't know so many people around with like a deep spiritual practice that we find ourselves immersed in here in San Marcos. But like the one I adopted when I, uh, went and got my yoga teacher training. And so when I was practicing yoga in Hawaii to kind of just get a better body, I could just sense that there was something deeper. Mm. And then I could sense that whatever I was doing, like going to work, I still had a very like Americanized life, even though I was in Hawaii. And that is one of the problems of Hawaii. But yeah, it was like playing volleyball on the weekends, drinking, getting really drunk and Mm -hmm. like finding a military husband and like that Mm -hmm. was the path that I could easily see myself on that I just was like oh my god no Mm -hmm. and I started to see my friends because I was already uh about 29 when I decided when I got attacked I was about 29 Mm -hmm. and I was like what am I gonna do you know and I spent a year with just like just living in Hawaii depressed with no purpose no job (laughs) you know and I was yeah, I was like, that's it. I'm going to travel the world. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got a yoga teacher training, which instilled in me this spirit, this idea of spirituality that I'd never heard for but before. Mm-hmm. But it for me, I have this very kind of Gemini nature where uh, it was like, I know that there's more. Mm-hmm. And like some people have one path. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, you're like, yes, I'll, I'll always have this path of service. But psychology is one Uh, way to serve Mm -hmm. it's one way to one lens to view the world Mm -hmm. and when I went deep into yoga I studied at the foot of a monk a Vedantic monk I was like, this is a psychology lens. This is another lens. It's psychology. Yeah. It's all psychology. It's mm-hmm. all yoga. And then I came here and there's this these indigenous practices. And I've been to Peru and sat with plant medicines. And to me, it's for me at least, and I, even my yoga teacher would be like, stick with one path, stick with one path. And I remember mm-hmm. for those of you who know Montak Chia, he actually, he's like a Taoist master that brought um, Healing Tao to the U.S. Uh, he actually lived and had his center a five minute bicycle ride from where my yoga school was in Thailand. So I remember learning yoga in the morning and Vedanta philosophy in the morning with my monk and then riding my bike to go practice Qigong and medical Qigong and uh, Taoist sexual practices. With Montauk Chia. i mean i wasn't practicing with mm-hmm. sexuality with Montauk Chia, but it was such he was there and teaching mm-hmm. and we had all the i bought my first yoni egg and it was all very beautiful and i realized for me that there's just for me that there's not one path for me mm-hmm. that i actually want to and understand all the paths and then pick and choose what really works for my own life. And this has really Mm. served me as a coach and what I do as a coach Mm. really, really. So, and I'm seeing the whole picture now because I help people like Taoist teachers, uh, sacred sexuality coaches, uh, yoga teachers, intuitive healers, Mm. path life regression therapists, like real, you know, real people with real gifts, psychics mm-hmm. channels. Someone was channeling from Sophia Christ consciousness. Like I help the wildest among us to take these gifts and monetize them. Mm-hmm. And because I traveled the world, just like coming to this corner being like, what is that? What's that past life regression? What is that? And theta healing. Okay. What's that? And, and just learning all these things. Now, when somebody comes to me and they're like, Hey, I, I do this weird thing. Not many people know about it. I'm like, no, I know about it. <laughs> know about it. I've experienced it. I love it. Uh, Let's go. We can bring this to life. We can get this into the hands of more people. This is amazing.
0: Wow, I yeah. love it. Like I love hearing stories that confirm how life supports us. Because when we're on the path, it's sometimes we're lost. We're like so because we can't see the bigger picture. We don't know the future, right? And then we, I so love it when at some point in the future you're like, oh, that's why that's why I had to experience all of that like it really comes together as a, such mm. a beautiful picture yeah right
2: i mean i just realized it now so i want to thank you for this <laughs> <laughs> podcast i'm like whoa getting a super download like oh my mm. goodness right this is the first time i'm telling the story like that mm-hmm. but this is the power of questions but wow mm. exactly because I, I i'm kind of a little bit ashamed because my teacher would shame me she'd be like why are you going to Montachia for those strange sex practices mm-hmm. <laughs> cuz yeah. in hatha yoga is like all about brahmacharya like return you know not sexual at mm-hmm. all i wasn't i wasn't studying tantra with my vedantic ped- <laughs> monk so like there was still this shame of, or that voice that we mm-hmm. hear when other people project their things onto us mm-hmm. and their beliefs and that's our belief that's a, her path she's a strict yoga teacher and she Mm -hmm. teaches a certain way but I did in the back of my mind like why can't I choose one path why can't I just choose and now right right here in this moment it's like I wouldn't be able to be as great as a creative business coach and really hold space for people and be the coach for the Mm -hmm. the wildest among us Mm -hmm. because there really isn't any practice that I haven't at least got wind of, of like, Oh yeah, I've heard that before, maybe not practiced it, but Mm -hmm. you know, people are like, you know, know, they feel like people aren't going to get them. Mm -hmm. And then I show up and I'm like, yeah, totally. Like anything that we, any gift that we have, whether it's psychic or it's something that we've learned, or it's something that we've gained from pain or transformation that we've made from our own mess and our own life situations can be there. You can create a process for how you went about doing that. And then that's your signature process because it's based on your life. Mm -hmm. So this is exactly what I help people to do is take down all of their creative ideas. People are like, you know, I'm not a cacao ceremonialist. I want to make a course on cacao. And I heard you have to just one thing, one thing. But what I help people to do is like create their own methodology to help solve one or two problems for people Mm -hmm. because that's how people like come into our programs. Anyway, Mm -hmm. it isn't like, Oh, I want to drink cacao. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are the benefits on the other side of four months of, you know, drinking cacao and communing Mm -hmm. with that plant Mm -hmm. and being with somebody that's able to guide you through that. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So interesting. I I so love, I so love your story. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. But I, I can resonate with it so much because you know I'm also doing a lot of practices a lot of schools and sometimes I can feel that they're like um, opposing each other mm. and like I felt torn and like mm. because some practitioners like you're saying like oh my god you shouldn't go to this sex thing you're tantric thing <laughs> I can so relate <laughs> yeah. because some practices they're so strict you know it's mm-hmm. like if you choose this path you should stick to th- this path but that's not me like mm-hmm. that's not my personality like I feel that the way I'm helping people is also through like many practices that I have learned and I'm not going to be like one concrete but I think world needs also the very strict specialists mm-hmm. like they have their own place in this world for sure mm-hmm. but there's just different types of mm-hmm. people you know we have to Definitely. stick through to what feels right to us Oh, definitely. Yeah.
2: 100% and I actually help my clients to to specialize. But there is that distinction between when you create your own methodology, then you specialize in your own methodology Mm -hmm. and your own work (laughs) in the world. You are like I'm the creator. I mean, in particular, I'm the creator of the create method Mm -hmm. where I take people through a process where they have so many ideas and so many gifts and so many talents. And at the end they have an offer that's packaged up so beautifully that their, their dream clients, people that are in their audience, people that are around them they want in because they Mm -hmm. know because they know that what they're getting inside this program is going to change their life in the exact way that they want it to be changed Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
2: it's really cool the way we do the way the method that I take people through that I created on my own Mm -hmm. because I was a creative Mm -hmm. it's it's really lovely yeah so you specialize in that and then you become the founder and you become the creator of xyz Mm -hmm. and and people who are like Oh yeah. I have so many ideas and you know, I have, I know that there's a purpose out there for me and it's like, well, you don't have to travel to 33 countries trying to find it. Like I did. It's like the purpose is not outside. It's right in here. <laughs> and we can, I help extract how to speak about it so you can live it. So you can call people into your world, into your calls, into your programs, into your retreats. Even if you want to write a book, like calling people in to, to that world and taking them through that process so that they can be changed. It's all about transformation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, wow, super beautiful. But I want to know how did you get here? Like, mm. how how did you? Because, like, you're working as a business coach, mm-hmm. but but essentially, what I hear is that you help people find their purpose, but. What I hear also is that you you can also help them very much in very, like, structure, mm-hmm. their, their, like, course. Is, is this your main focus? Like, helping people create their course and find their, like, uh, voice or the purpose? Yeah, yeah. So, the people that I'm
2: helping nowadays, they... Kind of have purpose. They have mm-hmm. a sense of direction. They're a lot like you, where they have they have a beautiful like mm-hmm. setup and they're doing so much. And it's like when you move, there is a direction, and mm-hmm. it's not like you have problem with schedule. And I have worked with people who are like
1: flowing, la 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 la, mm-hmm. and
2: it's fine. And when they come to me, it's usually at a point where they've decided, hey, this flowing is not really working for me mm-hmm. because I do specialize in weaving. And then this yoga world too, of like the Hatha, like the, the feminine and the masculine energy where I'm open to receive. I am very feminine. I'm female embodied and I have a schedule, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't always stick to it because I am feminine and like I stick to it 80% of the time because mm-hmm. that's how you run a business. So mm-hmm. yeah, the main outcome when they come into my program, the conscious creative business immersion is they have an offer and a signature methodology and they have a launch plan. Mm -hmm. So it really help people to market and promote it because Mm. for me, it's not enough just to know that we're good at something Mm because most of us know that the people that I work with know that they're good at something Mm -hmm. and but they haven't been able to fully live that because they got to work side jobs. They got to have a side hustle. They have to work just like I was working for these bosses that didn't appreciate me just to live when I could help them. I do help them Mm -hmm. to fully immerse themselves in their purpose and create something that can be really monetized and highly valued and market that and sell that Mm -hmm. because that was the missing link. When I, First, kind of, I didn't call myself a business coach. Three years ago, I was a creative counselor. I was helping people live a creative life. I was helping people share their voice, and I was helping people with creative writing. Mm-hmm. Because when I went to sell my things, it was always the way I had shown up online that people. That had met me in far-off corners of the world, they stayed in touch, they read my content, they read my blog. And so as soon as I was saying, Hey, I have this thing, people bought it. Mm-hmm. And and I when I reverse engineered what I did, it was the activating of my voice, getting clear on my message, getting clear on my values, but also expressing that no matter what other people thought. Mm-hmm. So always like As I was traveling, I was writing, I was sharing, I was making videos and it didn't even have to have the clarity that I have now and that I help my clients create. It was that energy and that expression that was so magnetic and attractive to Mm -hmm. the point when I was like, okay, I'm selling my first course. People were, had been waiting. Mm -hmm. So that's when I usually catch people. Is like, it's like, as soon as they get into my program, they hit the ground running because... They're so they're they know they know it's time and they just need those subtle tweaks to the message to clarify it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the spiritual people were like, Oh yeah, we're talking about astral travel or like whatever it is that they do. Like I work with the past life regression therapists, I work with crystal healers, whatever it is that they do, it's like it it sounds kind of fluffy when we kind of talk about it in the mm-hmm. way that we we think is helpful. But what the way that is actually helpful is to hear that person's problems. When I would really hear my people's problems of, Hey, I have all this purpose. I have all these ideas. I have notebooks full of ideas. I would actually really listen to people mm-hmm. and from those skills of psychotherapy, really, really listen and create the exact thing that they needed to get what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And they wanted, they didn't want to just feel purposeful. They wanted Mm -hmm. to be living the purpose. They wanted to be helping other people with the gifts that they had. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Whoa, I actually have been doing this the whole time. Just wasn't making a lot of money doing it, like teaching Mm -hmm. yoga and designing yoga classes and designing yoga retreats. I had yoga retreats all over the world. They just weren't making any money, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, for different reasons. And so Mm -hmm. now they, now everything I put out makes beautiful, bold money, but that was the process. And I promised when I learned how to really make it work, that I was going to deliver it to the people because I don't want to hoard it all to myself and Mm -hmm. living with financial freedom. You know, I will be a millionaire someday. It's not about the accumulation of cash. It's about the way that we spend it in the world and Mm -hmm. the way that we share it and what we're able to do because we, we have it and we can redistribute wealth from folks who really aren't doing you know the best things with it or folks maybe you know maybe they just don't know they, didn't, they haven't been to places like this mm-hmm. and they have all this beautiful money and they want they want to to give it and they don't have that person we become that person to say here here's here's what we really need in the world we need more we need more spirit we need more um, transformation between art. I help a lot of artists help other people to paint or um, connect to their womb space so that they, you know, don't feel pain in their womb. Yes. And so that they can live their, their artistry. They can come to the paintbrush and feel in their body and ready to produce a piece of art. Whereas maybe in their moon time, they would, you know, just be doubled over in pain. Like it's really powerful work that my clients do. And when we talk about it in the ways that makes sense for their potential clients, then more people are actually helped. And mm. that's that's why I do this. I work.
0: love it because I feel that there's this misconception, or I don't know. Yeah, misconception, I think it's the right word. That in a way we're thinking today mostly about artists it means like no money mm-hmm. like mo- and also spiritual world it kind of like i don't know it's like in our dna's or something like okay if i'm an artist like it means no money like i can't be rich by being an artist or or like serving people in a spiritual practices mm-hmm there's so much like misbeliefs around that or or how what's your experience around it because you've been working in this field for some time
2: yeah definitely and i would consider myself an artist first and foremost Mm -hmm. really i've been singing Uh, since I was little but I started writing songs in my early 20s and as I was getting my master's degree and then serving as a psychotherapist I had been writing songs the whole time and so when I quit my job and left my job as a psychotherapist Mm -hmm. I was like I'm gonna I am gonna travel the world with my ukulele and a backpack and no money and I I really did it Mm -hmm. I really did it but I really did it with no money like it Mm -hmm. was this idea of of the broke artist and I mm-hmm. was really living it because I feel like there's this archetype. And when we decide and we claim our artistry and we say, I'm going to be an artist, that's it then comes with it. Oh, well then I must need to live with no money. And now I see it. I see it in the mindset mm-hmm. of the people. some of the people I work with. And now I, I work with people that want to move past that. But recently because of this, I channeled 100% channeled, uh, course on healing our relationship with money. And I mm-hmm. took the skills I had in psychotherapy and subconscious reprogramming and yoga And I helped people to rewire their nervous system and their subconscious mind to be open energetically for wealth and to start Mm -hmm. a business because there is so many misconceptions around money, which we can go deeper into, uh, but especially in the spiritual world. And it's just this Mm -hmm. belief that runs through the collective, but was very helpful for me early on in my, maybe my third year learning yoga. And deeply like I was, yeah, I wanted to learn everything, but I did sit with yoga for many years and sit in ashram and and learn, uh, really what it was. It wasn't like I was tinkering with a bunch of things. I was going deep into yoga and Vedantic philosophy, but I sat with this monk and he just plain out said, I think it was the golden nugget for three years that Mm -hmm. I, I took with me. Spirituality does not mean destitution it doesn't and in oh, india this does uh, doesn't mean destitution and destitution means like like just poorly like it doesn't oh. mean poverty it really mm. doesn't spirituality doesn't mean poverty it's actually mm-hmm. spirituality is prosperity it's yeah. abundance it's like yes. angels yes. it's yeah. divine mm-hmm. and what i know from them from my teachers is that all of life is spiritual Mm -hmm. it's not just when you go on a spiritual path or realize that you're on a spiritual path. It's actually even those who would not say that they're spiritual, they're still living a spiritual experience Mm -hmm. because every thing about this human experience is actually spiritual. Mm -hmm. So if we awaken and and come out of that kind of game of poverty consciousness that we're playing, that's just a thought that runs through the collective. It's not true or real. And what I received about money was actually with even our history books and the way that, uh, we perceive the history of money was wrong. And I, without research, just received what is the history of money. And I wrote about it and I deliver it in my deep money program, but it is not what we think it is. Mm. And money is not here, like when we experience trauma around money, then we can start to blame money for the thing for the, for the trauma. And that happens with everything. Like, you know, and I'll just give an example. Like I have things around men (laughs) because I've experienced trauma with things around men, but it's really to free myself and to call in the quality of man that I want. I can't walk around projecting my trauma onto all men mm. just like we cannot go hey money you're the reason that you know my parents fought when i grew up and mm. money like money when it speaks through me is just it's a bit like hey can you tell everybody that i'm cool like i'm just here to support your visions mm. i want to go to good hearted people because money actually the way that this consciousness works Get all deep, but the way that this consciousness works is it doesn't. It's neutral and it it doesn't actually care. It doesn't say, "Oh, this is bad. This is good." Let me go with things that are good. um it, it likes clarity, and it just so happens that like if people are intentionally evil, <laughs> it, they're being clear. Mm-hmm. They're like, "I'm going to use this money to buy a shit ton of guns." <laughs> and, like they know what they want, and so then the money goes there because mm-hmm. they're just like, "This is what I want." and manifestation really isn't, it's, it's neutral and mm-hmm. we get what we are being rather than what we want. So, so money loves clarity, money doesn't necessarily love, but it will go when we're clear. So I became clear. I want a certain amount a month to live. I want to overflow. And yes, I had to know in my own subconscious mind and my conscious mind what I wanted to spend it on makes it easier. Like, oh I want you know, $10,000 this month because I want to take 15% of it and donate it here. And then I want and, and to actually allocate it in my mind and in my bank accounts. When I started working in this way with money, mm-hmm. which, I, you know, growing up poor, nobody ever taught me how to use money. Was mm-hmm. I had all these traumas around money. So I had to clear that first and then start to walk in a more wealthy way, teach myself because I still, you know, there's so much to learn about finances, but what I work with is the energetics of money at least first so that it can Mm -hmm. start to flow to me so that I even have money to actually work with like oh okay you can start investing here maybe you can buy crypto like you know that's the next move for me and and hiring kind of people in that world that are wealth financial advisors in that way because I'm a business coach that thank god for spreadsheets because I don't count that great. I'm like a poet that turned into a business coach because it is actually our message that makes us money. Mm -hmm. So when we can clearly articulate the problem that we see in the world and that our people come to us with and help them transform into where they want to be and we're able to talk about that clearly, that's clarity. Money loves that. Clients love that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's all this like. It's, and that's all spiritual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all on the spiritual level, on yeah. the energetics of things. Yeah, and yeah. then we get down to like the reality of, oh, cool, wow, look, I really do have. I you really do to make 10K months. It worked. And then you're like, whoa, it worked.
0: Okay, but let's go back. Like, Mm -hmm. let's take step step by step. So Mm. first of all, there's blockages, right? Mm. Like, uh, um, I feel that so many people have stories around money, like we discussed, that uh, first of all, that the spiritual community, there's like what are some of the main things like i know that uh, what i have heard is like they're thinking that money is evil like Mm. first thing is like no people with money are just like they're they're evil they're like using it for to manipulate people is like one of the Mm. main things yeah do you have any other examples yeah because that one's really obvious
2: money is evil um it's just like, because money speaks through me, it like, it. Ew, it's like, Oh God, I don't even love that phrase anymore. Mm-hmm. Even though people can have it, but I actually, there's a level of people that I work with and they have to be past that mm-hmm. because I can't help somebody who wants to make money, but consciously thinks it's evil Mm -hmm. if we can work and I can help to un uh, like unlift like uplift and show that 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 is a belief Mm -hmm. that people are believing that's Mm -hmm. repelling money Mm -hmm. but the people that I work with have to want to make money Mm -hmm. and so so that kind of thought pattern it's like oh it, it's just it doesn't make any sense to me because mm. people are who they are. It, what they do with the money has nothing to do with money. It has to do with who they are. If people do evil things with money, it's because they evil people. <laughs> if people are, do asshole things with money, it's because they're asshole people. It's like, yeah. but is mm-hmm. there another one? Like maybe I can think of. what you have yeah. a
0: question. Yeah, yeah. I just want to comment on that uh, uh, because um, that's what you said earlier as well. That was beautiful. I think you, because it's so not part of your reality anymore mm. you know you created such another relationship with money mm-hmm. that for you it's kind of alien like I, I know I see this happening with people in their fields like it's so alien to you like oh my god I can't even remember what it feels like <laughs> yeah. but I mean like yeah they are because I feel that there's so not even only in spiritual communities this money problem is universal like mm. so many people, uh, address, ah, oh, that's what I want to say that it's, it doesn't matter what it is. You gave an example with men. It's, it's the problem is if we attach the problems to external things and money is something that is so easy to attach all the world problems to, because mm. it's not physical. It's not harming any kind of relationships. You're kind of putting the blame on the money yeah when the blame is not there at all. Right? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wanted to say
2: that I do remember actually, because it's not like it was so far away Mm -hmm. and it's work that I have to do quarterly that I definitely do yearly Mm. because the blocks that come up at 50 K when I you know, my first year in business, I was like, I did it 50 K. I replaced my uh, income as a psychotherapist. I was like, wow, this can really happen. My first year in business, Mm -hmm. the next year I doubled it. And I had to do this deep money work of Mm. unraveling what my subconscious beliefs were. And we do this through a task of subconscious writing of like what, what we think our beliefs are, like what, what comes through when we're not really thinking Mm -hmm. and just write it because I can see in people's fields, like they're like, Oh, I'm fine with money. You know, I live freely. Like my grandpa sends me money or like whatever it is. And they Mm -hmm. feel abundant. I'll hear a statement and I, I see the lack in the statement Mm -hmm. and it's not like lack mentality only goes for money. It is like, I see where my lack mentality it translates into other parts of my life into my relationships into different things and so this is a mindset and it's mindset work
1: mm-hmm. that
2: i work on all like all the time mm-hmm. that i notice that thought within myself of lack but i'm very sensitive to it to it and others. So if somebody comes to me and they're like, well, yeah, like I have had lack mentality. I see that I want to expand my money consciousness that there's that desire. And Mm -hmm. then I can help them. Mm -hmm. But those folks who, if you are saying out loud, money is evil and I don't want it. I have a lot of resistance to that. And I can say why, but I, I traveled with no money and I traveled with these people that really shifted my consciousness. And it wasn't all for the better. It was artists and it was rainbow people Thank you for all the songs. And there was a lot of thoughts and beliefs that were just shared as truth that in my naivete, I took on. So after I stopped and said, wait a minute, I want money. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to be abundant. I want to be able to do whatever I want for whatever I want. I, I had to like get rid of beliefs that I had gained over a few years it wasn't even the beliefs I had from my family it Mm. was like over time and being around people who were like money is the root of all evil like Mm. so this one this phrase in particular it Mm. got me um because It's just not truth in my world, but Mm -hmm. I do remember, um, being around that. So it's more, the people that I work with are more of like, Hey, like I'm making 2k months and I would love to be making 10k months. And I feel like, you know, I'm doing all the things like I have an offer or I'm, you know, have a certain rate and they tell me their price and I'm like, (gasps) Like you could be charging so much more. And then you see, you see how what they believe about money and then they mm-hmm. start to unveil it of like what people will think about them, what their family if family will think about them. The other one is like, so say, like in my case, I did grow up poor and there was this um like need to just keep myself at a certain level so that mm-hmm. I didn't outshine my people, and mm-hmm. I didn't become, you know, being in a working class family as like an identity. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, now I'm like, oh, this past chick. And it's but I still work with this. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say for anybody out there that maybe they are wealthy or they grew up with wealth. I've also worked with people that grew up with wealth. But that was, that was came with its own challenges and trauma because then they didn't know how to make money on their own or like they didn't want to rely on certain people. So money blocks come no matter how you grew up, um, but yeah we get to identify what they are and rewrite our own money stories from first identify like what is our money story what is the current relationship that we have with money and it doesn't even have to be that bad like my current relationship with money is like i make 10k months and It's like I'm on the edge of hiring new people and the blocks come back around Mm -hmm. where I have to go, okay, like, let me just do it myself, which is this working class mentality. Let me just do it myself. And then I can save some money. And then I hear myself thinking that, and it's like, no, Mm -hmm. that's not what's going to get me to the next level. So -hmm. that's why I love my program because I do feel like I'm the most qualified to teach this, not because I'm free of it, but because I actively and consciously work with these thoughts and these money blocks. Every day, to each time I've up leveled to go from fifty thousand a year to a hundred thousand a year, and then I will who yeah. double it. Triple I it.
0: think it's so important what you just brought up because mm. that's that's the journey. Like we never reach it. Like th- there's no end goal. There's no ceiling. Like it never comes. It actually never comes. Even when we think about the people who are the richest in the world, even they are. I have to finding ways how to invest the money what to do with them there's like whole another Mm -hmm. problems whole another I don't want to say problems but solutions you need to find Mm, like like what to do (laughs) with the money or you know and um, okay so but to to make it like more structured step-by-step thing Mm. like first of all I just, I, I just, I don't know, I want to stay in this topic because I believe mm-hmm. that this is something that could really talk to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Is the, because, you know, I, I feel even this topic, just saying the word money, mm is very delicate. Yeah. There's so many people it's like no let's not talk mm. about money. It's like no we don't talk about incomes. No like it's so like suppressed. It's it's ooh. a little bit like tantra. It's a little mm. bit like sexuality to me. Mm. I feel like money and sex are like two topics that are like you know yeah. like everybody is a bit like ooh like i don't know if you should go there, you mm-hmm. know? Like why do you think that is? Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Money,
2: sex, like these things are repressed Mm -hmm. in our society. And I wonder like when I received what the real history of money was, money has always been here to support our dreams and money has come to bring different communities together because before there was Paper, money, and coins. There was trading of different things. So someone here on the Mayan lands would have cacao, which was seen, it which is rare in another part of the world. So then the leaders would travel to trade cacao with something that this land doesn't produce. And then we see it as oh, we see colonialism, and we see all these things, and we see all the negative, and the mind goes to the negative. Mm-hmm. and the negative sticks with us i mean i have memories that are negative that from childhood that i can still vision and see uh but you know then it's like well what- gain the positive ones. Let's bring the positive ones in. And that's a healing practice of like, Oh, but what about all the positive ones? Mm -hmm. What about all those memories? And so what about how money and how trading brought different communities together, which had like mixing of genetic genetics, I think, which this is just something, I don't know if it's proven. This is just my own spiritual, uh, opinion because I'm a mixed race queen Mm -hmm. It's like, there's something about bringing the different genetics, different, um, lands, different ideas, different concepts when concepts arrive here. Yeah. Like a concept and a scientific uh, discovery will sprout up in another part of the world and that's all spirituality, but there is something really tangible about earth, about this world. We have skin, we have bones, we can touch things and quantum physics will say, yeah, everything is much more malleable than, than we know. And it's all made of sound and all that's really beautiful and there's obviously beauty to this physical world the mountains the clouds the lake and being able to put the water to our face and so what do i think
0: (laughs) why do i think
2: that um what was the
0: question? <laughs> like that, we have uh, a lot of people have this, this money subject is very suppressed. Mm. Like we're shy to talk about it. Yeah. We're shy to talk about our incomes. We're shy, like yeah, I think to people don't really
2: that. realize the actual truth of it. We think mm-hmm. we remember the traumas. We were we store the traumas in our body. We remember the negative things that have happened. And there's so much energy around sex. So we know that there's so much energy around sex because. We're like, oh, well, it creates a human,
1: mm. like that must
2: have a lot of energetics <laughs> like involved, and then we go through the biology of it all. But there's not a lot of biology in money, you know. Like we print the paper, like what you know, what is the biology of money? It's
0: the same though,
2: exactly. There's it's so a much energy, concentrated. Exactly, yeah. it's a concentrated energy,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: there a lot of negative things have happened we, we'll, that we project are the negativity onto the money. So Mm -hmm. we give whatever, we give things as humans uh, energy. So with sex, this is the energy that creates more humans, but humans give the energy to whatever we as a collective wanna give the energy to. We collectively decided at one point that cacao was valuable, that gold was valuable, Mm -hmm. that this was valuable, that that was valuable, but it is the human mind (laughs) and the decision that decides that it's valuable. And then when more humans come together and decide what's valuable, well, that's a community, that's a concept, that's an idea, but it's all made of energy, so then it gives that energy. So we give money energy. And I love that. I do have a brother that's like really trying to create communities where money doesn't exist. If, if you are one of those people that's out there making a new reality, then all for it. But if you are not doing that, then I don't want to hear your complaints about money because either do something about it or get out of my face because what my like role is in this life is to flow and help people flow. And we have money, it's here. Mm -hmm. It's not trying to be bad to us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We give it the meaning. We give life the meaning Mm -hmm. all of the time. So we give each individually and collectively. So even if there is a collective idea around money, the individual can break
1: free from it
0: yeah total. So that's the work yeah. that we're doing yeah, yeah yeah that's what you are doing but you're also doing groups now but okay like moving on from that like mm-hmm. uh one thing is yeah like associating money with negativity suppressing but let's say that we can like i think the first thing is to realize what are the beliefs around money right mm-hmm. and then like really understand that we want to break out of it right yeah, And those are the clients that you are helping, actually. Yeah. That they, they are on this path. Like they, I don't think even clients would come to you to talk like, oh, I hate money, I don't want money. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you wouldn't probably come right. to business coaching in this case.
2: Yes, and... Exactly. And so I have two different programs, but the mm-hmm. deep money program really was this channeled gift. And honestly, not many people have bought it. It was a gift for me, mm-hmm. but I filmed the whole thing thing. So I might as well get it into the hands of mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I realized was it was a gift for me mm-hmm. and to be able to talk about money in this in this collective way. It's a gift for me to be able to open my channel and receive downloads specifically mm-hmm. around money. And then my business coaching is really about the message. Message and the money. Because the message is the money maker. The message that we share, this message that I'm sharing now, that's an embodied message of where I've been with money Mm -hmm. to now just thank you money. And like still having little pinks and blocks, but like being aware of them and be, yes, thank you for coming into my life. And I just bought a beautiful bag that was over a hundred dollars. And I've never done something like that before. And that's a little kind of thing too. It's like mm. people, spiritual people I, that I work with are like, oh yeah, I got all this money and I donated it all right away. Or like I got, I got all this money but then they feel bad, uh, spending it on themselves and they made all this money to support their family and it's yeah but what about you mm-hmm. you know and what about something frivolous
1: mm-hmm. what
2: about that and so i like it the, but the first step for me was working on my money consciousness so mm-hmm. that's why i have my program deep money for anyone that's still you know not starting their business and don't doesn't know why or like has started but it doesn't matter how much they do in their business mm-hmm. they're not making the money because yeah. then. They get on the sales call and they're like, oh no, you just can have it for free. And they like discount their offers before they even, because what we have will project on our people. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I had to really be a clean and clear channel because I could see myself being like, oh my God, they must be poor. Everyone's poor. They must be poor. Let's discount it. I'll just discount it for them. And it's like, that still will happen. It's like, no, my offerings are so valuable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When I raise my prices, it's a gift for my people. But it's just something that I get to work with. So it's, I don't help people who are broke become unbroke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I can't help you make more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's then when we really want to get down to the how-to of business, which is what I'm really specializing in. Because the energetics will get you mm-hmm. only so far. Once you feel good, ready, okay, I want to make content. I got a message to share. I'm confident. I know that you know I have purpose. It's like... N- that kind of matters to getting started and feeling good and building momentum but then like actually sitting down what am I doing today and I only teach a few money making activities Mm -hmm. in my content and in my program which I could go through some of them for you if you'd like but beyond that it's like everything else is an extra everything Mm -hmm. else is like fun and fancy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and fun and fancy is fun but like what's the point of having a business if it doesn't actually bring you beautiful clients, like clients that are really fun to work with too.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can we go through them then?
2: I would love to. Yeah. So I teach my clients and my audience three money-making activities. And I say to them, like, if they're trying to do something beyond this, that they, at least they understand and know that this is not the thing that makes money in business, but go ahead and play. <laughs> so, cause people will come to me and be like, I want a big, beautiful website. And I want to spend 10 K on this website. And I know mm-hmm. that it's a mistake to start with that because I did, I had a website and a logo for years and it didn't make me any money. So the, the website doesn't make money. The logo doesn't make money. You actually have to bring people <laughs> to these places. You have to show up wherever you show up could be online could be on your platform of choice, could be just in, in networking events in Mm -hmm. the land. We met randomly at Mm -hmm. dinner and found out you had a podcast like, Oh cool, fun connections. Mm -hmm. And now my voice is being amplified through all this technology. So people will also be like, Oh, well, what ring light do I buy? What camera do I buy? And it's like, I made a hundred thousand dollars with a janky like the oldest Mac computer in the whole wide world. Like I had a microphone that I didn't use. I use my earplugs with the microphone, a hundred thousand dollars because it is about helping people. So mm-hmm. that's the third money-making. I'll start backwards. We'll do th- go to third mm-hmm. is delivery. It's delivery. It's the actual service. So I deliver like like my program costs $100,000, even though it's right now, $6,000 with the, uh, concept of it being $10,000. It's a three month program that is very beautifully designed and helps them to have a business launch their offer. And it's, it's really worth, yeah, for me in my heart, it's worth a hundred thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. when I go, Hey, it's 6k they feel like it's a deal because to me, it's a deal in my mind. It's a deal. And mm-hmm. I'm very, very happy to show up as powerfully as I do for them to pour my psychotherapy skills into them to help them with their mindset, help them think like a business owner. So delivering, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever you create, whether it's a, a Reiki session, whether it's a, a, theta healing session, whether it's a series of healing sessions, a coaching package, really focus on the delivery, you know, not perfection of it, not Mm -hmm. trying to be the best. Yeah. Be the best, but like not at the, like people try to perfect it. And it's like, they end up creating a codependency in in these kind of relationships that doesn't actually get results for people. Mm -hmm. So that's a part of it too. Like being a clear channel where people are not dependent on me to get the results, but I am holding the space with such love and care that That's how they get results. Mm -hmm. They're not dependent on me, but we, I will teach them and show them the way and share with them my knowledge. So delivery. And then there is the messaging. There is the messaging. And so however you share your message, deepening it, making sure that it's clear, but also actually sharing it. So every day I show up on Instagram and inside my group mm-hmm. and I share my message. And even before when it wasn't clear, when it was like, Hey, I'll teach you to be confident. That's pretty clear. But like what really sells at 6k, 10k, k hundred K level is tra- the transformation. Mm-hmm. So the message speaks to the transformation and I go out there and I share it every day no matter what people think I have been trolled I have people from the spiritual community have come down on me and I just share it no matter what and I receive support from my mentors around the emotions that come up around that mm-hmm. and then there is uh following up which is mm-hmm. part of the sales process so In my message, I invite people to a call with me or I'll invite people to that next step with me, whether it's joining my group, I really want to add value in my message. So it's value-based marketing. It's magnetic marketing because I am showing up and I'm adding value. They can choose to work with me or not. I'm still changing the paradigm of the world because I'm sharing my voice. Mm -hmm. It's like there people in your audience are going to get so much from this talk. And that's fine. If they want to buy from me, they can, Mm -hmm. and I'm unattached. And if they don't, and they're very happy with what they received, that's also very beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's really about serving and helping. And this is how more people are attracted as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but that follow-up process. So when people are interested, when I have started to build that connection, I don't just leave them out in the ether to choose someone else. I say, Hey, what's up? How, how are you with, uh, you know, you got, or you got on a call with me. I know it's been a month since we last spoke. You said you wanted to think about it. Here I am. How are you? What, what have you, what thoughts have come up for you since then?
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: people get so scared when I say that, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to try to Mm -hmm. convince anyone. And I'm like, I'm not, you cannot convince anyone of anything. They got on the phone with you. They're in your group. They were watching your podcast for a reason Mm -hmm. and they are interested in what it is that you have that can help them have what they want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's, it's all very beautiful. It's all based in service. And, and those are the three ma- money-making acti- activities. So I can say them again, following up with your peeps, um, making really great content. People will be like, I'm shadow banned. And I'm like, yeah, yeah shadow banned. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has, is down on engagement. Engagement mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Likes mm-hmm. and follows do not matter. People that I've never seen like anything I've ever put out, uh, messaged me like the other day and was like, I oh, yeah, huge fan and I'm like fan. Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, oh, I love it was actually your, your roommate one time at a party was like oh I love what you write and I'm like why didn't you press love <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the internet <laughs> you press the love button but like our people that are ready to buy they're not liking things think about like when you want a blender you don't go to the Instagram and start liking blenders on Instagram, you go to the store and you buy a blender.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. there's so many cool wise words you're saying right yeah. now here, but um, what was the third one? Delivery. Delivery. Yes. Delivery. Yes, Yes. I just want to emphasize, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm so grateful you shared Mm. those free activities. Mm. They're awesome. Thank you for sharing. Mm. I love the idea. That's why I love your soul. That's why I wanted to do the podcast with you because Mm. I'm so much about like, adding value to people Mm -hmm. and i love that you share this because you know there's some people who are like holding it on like you're like no i can't share like i don't know you you buy my program or you come and only then i share some information Mm -hmm. like sharing is so important i so believe in energy in momentum like you know giving people some valuable information Mm -hmm. and like i i loved how you put it like i can feel it in your energy Mm -hmm. you're really here like serving giving people information and uh and non-attachment was also something that really Mm -hmm. stuck up to me yeah there's like this non-attachment like you're gonna come to me anyways like if you feel the pull if you have to be here you're gonna come Mm -hmm. like you know yeah. like okay what i can do clearly i can do a lot of steps and like that's the course for and that, like the business course at least when you are there already like how to master your message how to do the action steps mm-hmm. but like i feel also that if it's already out there if you're doing your part the right people they will come like yes. it, it doesn't matter like the more you share and freely and non in a non-attached way Mm -hmm. the the more flow there is like more energy exchange there is Mm. yeah yeah i love it so beautiful
2: yeah i love it i love helping to get people to a certain spot where they're ready to work with me as well you know i know Mm -hmm. that you know spending 6k is not just like the easiest thing for people because i have worked with money mindset things but for some people it's like it's so easy, but also even if it's not easy on these calls and the follow-up process helps them to feel safe because that's what you're going to get in my program. The sense of intimacy, the sense of being held in a space with somebody with skills in psychotherapy, who's traveled the world, who, mm-hmm. who knows all these creative things. And so I really just have confidence. And if somebody says, no, I also, yeah, I don't make it about me, mm-hmm. which is, it, it's not that easy for some people Mm -hmm. and it's not, easy in other realms of my life so I know what it's like when you when you come to a sales call and you want the person to have what you offer and they say no at the end Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you don't know what to do with that but that is something that we work on in the business immersion is how to handle objections in a heart-centered way that Mm -hmm. holds the space for that person's uh, fear because that's Mm -hmm. what the objections are are usually Mm -hmm. fear they're Mm -hmm. usually not getting on the phone with me if they don't have money or resources to get it because, especially in my program, I'm helping people have a 10k launch or more. Mm-hmm. Like all of my launches since I decided I'm doing this, once I had a 10k launch, it has never dipped below that. Mm-hmm. Every time I offer my offers, it it goes 10k or you know my highest offer was uh, my highest launch is forty four thousand dollars, and mm-hmm. I'm just like wow, now it's a new normal, mm-hmm. and I did like, pat myself on the I was this poor girl diving in dumpsters. Like, okay, celebrating that Uh and kind of like, well, this is the new normal. And you know, I I will have a hundred thousand dollar launch and you'll see me dancing around on the internet. Like I did it because Uh it means so much more than, you know, a boatload of money sailing towards me. It's like what I get to do with that money, Uh how I get to reinvest that back into my business, which my business helps so many people
0: Uh and how I get to buy things that I want to (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: well I love it Uh, can we talk a little bit now about the positive sides of the money Mm. I would really love to put it in here maybe we can already start installing these good
2: Mm. ideas
0: into people's
2: systems Ah, and I just thought imagine if i had a place where i could gather people where people could come and i could have a vip day with beautiful people that sit by the pool and and have drinks and have somebody make us food and even get this person a massage. And, and I was thinking that, and then I was living in a studio, even a few months ago, I was still living in a studio. It was the most beautiful studio I've lived in, in a very long time with a Mm -hmm. view that's unbeatable, the best in the world, but I could still see how I was boxing myself in. And so, but when I decided that, when I saw the bigger vision of, okay, I actually want a bigger, more beautiful house and all the little thoughts of like, oh, you material possessions and you know, you're a materialist again, and you're spiritual now, like mm, these thoughts that are not mine, they're ancestral, they're societal, they're, they're not mine. I wasn't going to listen to anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, but so when I decided beyond those thoughts, they like still came, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this because It'd be so much fun to have people come to my poolside, uh, villa and be able to share in my space and in my love. And then I started making more money before I got the pool house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I got the pool house and I, I, contracted a little bit. Like, what are they going to think? This is the most bougiest place I've ever lived in. (laughs) You know, what are they going to think? And then I just kept thinking about the positives Mm -hmm. of all the people and all the connections I was going to be able to make because I had more space and all the much more content I was going to be able to make because there was much more air flowing into my house. So that's one thing, but My biggest thing is as my mother gets older, I want to be able to buy her a house. So we didn't have any property, anything like that growing up. Like I bought my first car on my own working at McDonald's for two years, starting at the youngest you could work. And so that's real working class runs through my veins, Mm -hmm. but like really being like, well, okay, I'm not becoming a millionaire for myself. Mm -hmm. Like I will buy things for myself. (laughs) And that's great. And you know, if I could get my mom, her first, just a quaint house, a beautiful house that she can live in and all she did for us, like, wow. And if it takes a few first-class tickets, it's like, I'm not, I'm all about making more money rather than saving for these things, rather than restricting ourselves for these things, because then you live in abundance. So Mm -hmm. that's the good good of it. Like when you feel abundant, when you have financial freedom and you go beyond surviving, which I hope nobody watching this is in that mode, mm-hmm. but there is a point where like money doesn't buy you happiness, but you can certainly spread it all around. It, it, it does. And it does scientifically buy happiness at a certain level because it, I was not happy when I had to work for someone else and didn't have control over my day-to-day and my freedom and my creativity and my expression, it was so creatively diminishing. Mm-hmm. So those are the good things about money. It's like I wake up when I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. I work with who I want to. I have lovely conversations with people from around the world like you. My clients, oh my goodness, they are like so cool. I, I'm mm-hmm. so honored mm-hmm. that I get to like work with these I'm working with a Mayan timekeeper. She printed out the contract for my mentorship coaching. She put it on her vision board. She signed it by hand. And it was like her dedication to herself and her future clients and the work that she gets to do in this world. And she's creating a program on awakening the Jaguar woman within based on the Mayan Nawal Mm -hmm. of the Jaguar. Mm -hmm. And it's so soul connected because what she says is that Her Mayan sign and my Mayan sign are meant to work together. Mm. And so all the different seen and unseen things that come into place when we share our message and we have courage and we start to want a better life for ourselves, it's like everything starts to align and just to see how satisfied and happy she is after these calls of like, and thank you. And, and I'm actually going to join her program (laughs) because it's so well put together. I'm helping her put it together, but I can't really help somebody be who, who they truly are. Like I help them, I help them to own who they truly are, Mm -hmm. but like, it's all her, you know? I don't take yeah, credit you know, for that. <laughs> what, I,
0: what came through right now is, mm. is more about, like, there's yeah these negative beliefs about money and mm. what holds us back around money and the suppression by the mm. society. I feel this has a lot to do with victimhood. Like, I feel whatever, mm. how we're blaming other people or uh, outside circumstances, mm-hmm. this is first it's mindset we mm-hmm. need to work on. Another thing is there's confidence issue. Mm. Like, I feel like, oh my God, I'm not worth it. How can mm-hmm. I judge that? Like, no, mm-hmm. no, that's not like, how can I? So it's also like, you know, working with your inner beliefs or like that you are worthy. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, what I hear, what comes out from your talk is also beautifully is that there's so much purpose. You know, there's like, pur- there's always this underneath purpose Mm. like i see how you're talking about your clients you know you're helping them create something valuable in this world and then money is just means to to get back for your service and to create more so we keep things in in a flow yeah like like i hear you because i I see myself like really getting into the money talk and because i see there's so much blockage there Mm. but like it kind of comes through that there's always something else underneath mm-hmm. but probably there's this maybe even even bigger thing is yeah like teaching people the value or like that it's okay to ask for money oh yeah like it's okay to ask money for my service it's okay oh, to yeah. ask for for a refund like it has to flow mm-hmm. you know right
2: oh totally and sometimes i feel <laughs> Like I don't want to disappoint anyone But what I want to say And what I want to transmit right now Is that it's not like These feelings go away Mm -hmm. Like I One story is I recently paid for a service That wasn't Uh given to me so I didn't receive the service now as a business coach it's like Mm-mm, that's not gonna happen like mm-hmm. I, it, you know I still have this kind of hood mentality of like I'm gonna get what I paid for so mm-hmm. I still have that but using those kind of kind of coping mechanisms not everything is bad mm-hmm. like that actually has served me in my life and that's not a limitation mm-hmm. of like I'm getting my money's worth mm-hmm. because I you know if I spent 10k on this offering that i uh, this is two different offerings talking about, but the 10K offering, I show up to every call. I would take my notes because, right, it's like 10K actually is a lot of money for me mm. to spend. And I can't wait for the day where someday it's not. It's just like give 10K to a nonprofit, beautiful. And it's like, I'm getting my money's worth. But there was a service that I paid for and in, in my music world, and I didn't actually receive it. And then I went to this person and I was like, kinda. I need my money back and they had spent it because they were a broke artist <laughs> and so I was like what and I will tell you that this person decided to pay me back in monthly installments um but I have the sense of feeling bad mm. every time they pay me back my own dang money yeah so It doesn't, it's like working with this money consciousness. It's about that awareness and actually sitting with the feelings that come up. Mm -hmm. So on a sales call, sitting with the feelings that come up when you say my price is $6,000, would you like to pay with cash or credit? (laughs) Well, I don't (laughs) take cash online, but you know, Visa, Amex, PayPal, what you got, you know? And, and, and and when you see that, hear that fear or feel Mm -hmm. that fear of like, well, they don't have it you know, that, that's it. That's the, that's the last of their money. It's like, no, it's not. And let the people invest in what they want to invest in. Because I know that each investment I've made in myself, you know, starting from those low cost courses all the Mm -hmm. way to my $20,000 to work with my one mentor for a year, then recently $10,000 to work with my mentor now for three months, like it activated something in me. And especially because that person was clean and clear, they have worked their money, the blocks, they were offering this as an offering and my investment allows them to show up in the way that I need them to, to, for me to transform, Mm -hmm. but it's also about me. And so when my people invest If I get the sense that I have qualifying questions now, because if I, and like, if someone's in financial distress, I'm not your girl because Mm -hmm. it's not a creative space to create something from. And if, if you're in financial distress, then that's a problem that needs to be handled first. When I first started my course to put it out, I was working, I went back to waitressing and I waitressed Mm -hmm. and then I, on my off hours I put out my course. So really I don't work with people in financial distress because then they project that into the space mm-hmm. and they they're much more clingy and they're much more codependent on I me mean, getting them results. And so I, once I decided to actually go high end, my thoughts became more high end and people started stop trying to discount my already low offer when I decided to charge 2k and then 6k and then 8k and now I have an 11k offer which when I look around at what I do and the other people doing what I do, it's like, I can keep having higher end offers. It's all okay. And I just sell from a clean and clear space of if they want it, they make it happen just like me, I did. Poor brown girl from, mm-hmm. from the hood made it happen. And why would I take that experience away from them? Because mm-hmm. it was the biggest experience of my life to go, this is all my savings. 'Cause I'm all in, I'm here for it, I came here for this. Cause those kind of people, they get better results. So that's who I work with now. Someone who who is resourceful. You know, I work with people like women who it's their husbands that pay I don't mind how they get the money (laughs) it's for them you know if their husbands are really beautiful people want to support them to in their dreams
0: why would I say anything about that yeah I think it's it's (laughs) a lot about decision so okay let's try to wrap it up Mm. so if people really want to start making money they are maybe struggling they don't know where to start I feel they need to have a purpose like oh that's what I wanted to touch Mm. on because you said so beautifully that one of your goals is to have a house for your mom mm-hmm. i think there's two types of people in this world first of all we need to like know what we want for ourselves but for other people the motivation are other people mm-hmm. like so much more than mm-hmm. they are for themselves mm-hmm. so i think it's so important to know your know your purpose know why yeah. why like what's your why why mm-hmm. you want the money and then like i believe also that the world is abundant like you said money is exactly a exa- uh, accessible to all of us if we are in the right energy field mm-hmm. okay so we need to know the why uh what are some other otherwise like i know we kind of cut there like why what are the other positive things that we can there's freedom mm-hmm. there is uh i can do what i want with my life another thing like i feel like uh, even working nine to five because some people prefer safety like mm-hmm. it's okay But that's, that's positive. Like the, this gives you this money gives you that, like, you know, that every month you have this certain income and that gives you safety and that's what you value. Yeah. So that's what you're going for probably.
2: Yeah. What I really love about the work that we get to do in our lives, whether we start off as a side hustle Mm -hmm. or we go all in right away, it doesn't matter. Like I kept my waitressing job. And that was great. Uh It was lovely. Um, and I always feel safe because I have Uh skills to get a job. So I just kept that. I just kept whatever felt safe in my Uh system, kept it. Uh I could always get a job. I'm nothing, you know, I have my own back. Uh I have these skills. And so you can remember that you can always get a job and, uh, right. Knowing your why, when I knew I will never work for someone else again, that was like it. Mm -hmm. I I was like, I'm going to work for myself because Mm -hmm. I'm unemployable and I will just ruin it anyway. Because Mm -hmm. usually I'm, yeah, I'm like this, my ideas matter and I'm not being heard. And Mm -hmm. here I go. So I am the boss. And that's really the, that another really positive piece of that feeling of satisfaction and self-sufficiency. And right. If somebody loves their nine to five and doesn't want to start a business, then they don't have to go into my program. Mm -hmm. You know, I really help people who want this. And that is the difference. Mm -hmm. It's like, it doesn't matter what circumstance they have, if they want it and they know why, and if they don't know why it's okay, because that's exactly what we do in module one Mm -hmm. is like, I help them to deepen their why and go deeper on their why and why, Mm -hmm. why, why? Because if you want to quit, you got to go to your why. Mm -hmm. And then if you still want to quit, you get to create a deeper why
0: (laughs) talk about that. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, just yeah i think it's important just for the wrapping up purposes mm-hmm. like we need to know the why then really get the positive mindset around money make sure like what it, what's all the good things it brings and i i can say for myself it really is freedom you can do good in the world you can like if you feel that money is evil like use it for things that are good like yeah. it actually buys you freedom like trust me people i've seen so many people there's this misconception kind of even even in a way like oh there's free there, there's real freedom is when the money is not there it's no. most of the time yes <laughs> it's such a BS yeah because those people are fucking struggling mm-hmm. they're struggling mm-hmm. they're they're not happy they're not living in their peak state they're not living in their full potential they're struggling
1: mm-hmm.
0: so uh I think we have to accept the idea that money is good it's so good I, I feel like even in the spiritual world the most evolved people there they are abundant they're abundant in everything including yeah. money yeah. so yeah and uh for the closing can you uh say like if, if people want to start having better relationship with money and create the business because that's also your expertise yeah. you help them create business what are the first tip, like things they should do like maybe one or mm-hmm. i don't know three four tips yeah well
2: the phases that i take my people through in my deep money program are to understand money from a different perspective. So mm-hmm. if you have a perspective and you're stuck in that and it's one way and that's what you believe, you you will. You'll stay stuck, literally. Mm-hmm. So we got to start bringing that there might be other possibilities that we haven't even thought of. And so it's looking for evidence where the truth of that money is good look for that evidence because it's so easy to go well money costs this and money costs that and money costs oh, that i just
0: got another yeah. uh, one thing that i feel that people have idea is like to earn a lot of money you have to work hard
2: right right right, right. this
0: is such a big one right
2: yeah yeah, yeah. and it's still linked in my, my heritage as well mm-hmm. uh but Imagine if you had a good deal of money. What I do now is I hire people and I delegate. And so the more money I make, then I get to hire a team and I have a small team. I delegate my processes to them, which I teach my people in the business immersion, these processes and these, the infrastructure of a actual business that makes money can have a team. That is when I whoa, I really, really work 20 hours a week. My message is being dispersed, not by me. I'm the creative. Mm -hmm. I'm the creative and I have more time to deliver Mm -hmm. so I can take another client on, which is more money. And now I have people that I employ that Mm -hmm. have great, uh, that have a great work environment because Mm -hmm. I'm giving and I'm nice and they get to work from their pajamas from home Mm -hmm. and they don't want to be in the spotlight. I wanted to be on mm-hmm. camera. <laughs> like I wanted to be out there sharing my voice it was the deepest desire mm-hmm. of my life. So, so yeah, does that answer the question? Yeah.
0: So the, the first thing, like I wanted to have like maybe three, four steps that mm. people can take oh, right. to start to have a better relationship with yeah. money and maybe even starting their own business if they're yeah. listening to us.
2: Yeah. So that money piece is getting clear on what are the beliefs that you feel like are, not serving you anymore. And then we actually move into walking the wealth because it's not enough to sit and chant affirmations all day. Mm -hmm. I love money and money loves me. Well, prove it. Mm -hmm. If you love money, spend it with the right people. If you love money, let it go freely. I talk about in phase two of my deep money program, this idea of circulation and this idea of currency. Mm -hmm. So money is in its energy. We talked about that with Mm -hmm. the baby situation and the creation situation it's a creative energy it has a currency it doesn't want to stay stagnant so if it's in the bank account staying stagnant at least give that bank account a name so the money knows that it's for there for something so it can dance around and grow it can Mm -hmm. get bigger but there is also this idea of upper limits so I'll talk on that very briefly, but Gay Hendricks is somebody who wrote a book called *The Big Leap*. And there are these upper limits that we reach that our nervous system and our minds—it's like, oh, we—I've we, never seen a mount this big in my in my bank account. And we get nervous and we start making mistakes, and we start the money starts going. So I teach people to know their upper upper limit. We actually talk about money, like you said, money is taboo. No. Not in my world. And I've always mm-hmm. been that chick. My first, I, The first time I remember getting in trouble was because I was telling everybody in kindergarten that we were broke and we were poor. <laughs> and then I got in trouble. So, like, I mm-hmm. am the chick to teach on money. mm mm-hmm but to know, to know what that upper limit is like, this is the most I've ever had no shame. And, or this is the most I've ever had, but it wasn't earned on my own. So it feels different. And so we have these, these upper limits of what our systems think they can handle. Mm -hmm. And we get to with support, start to create safety, like you said. So Mm -hmm. that's that next step. Once you know your mindset, once you've, discovered and unlocked what it is that's holding you back to start to create safety to receive more. So these are practices that actually work with the nervous system and actually work with rewiring uh, our stories and the kind of primitive mind that would have us like, Oh, let me just spend it all here and not spend it and invest it in ourselves. This is all like uh, kind of actions that we take instinctually based on our trauma. So mm-hmm. I take people through what are their actual money traumas? What are the stories And then we start to walk our wealth. So I have a lesson in deep money that on pricing like a boss and spending money like a boss Mm -hmm. because making a hundred or $1,000 in one year was great. And I invested over half of that into my business and into my Mm -hmm. personal self-development. And so this, I know these investments, they appreciate over time. Like I be, I'm, so happy with those investments. And I feel the energetic capacity to hold more clients, hold more wealth. So actually walking that wealth, not getting all this money and then ah, holding on to it and feeling yeah. bad about it and actually like say a prayer to this money. Mm-hmm. And I, I, give all my clients the prayer that I use when money comes in and money goes out and really treating money like a friend, I mm-hmm. also teach my people how to go on a money date where mm-hmm. they come, because my biggest thing when I was looking at my bank, I know people who don't look at their bank accounts, mm-hmm. they're fearful, and then they have a trauma response, or they'll pay for something, they have a trauma response, and and this is all very normal, so I normalize that, but I help you to really have fun with money so that it f- wants to come <laughs> mm-hmm. more and grow and play with you because you go on a money date and you use your senses to look and whatever is there, you hold it neutrally. If it's not what you wanted to see, hold it neutrally and if it's usually it's more than what you thought it was <laughs> and mm-hmm. then you're like, Woo! Mm-hmm. And then instead of just spending it on a weekend spree, which you can like spending it with intention and imbe- investing in yourself and your business to grow. So those are the steps with money. And then in the, on the business side of things, in my three month immersion, we start with mastering your message. Mm -hmm. And then we come into resonance. Like what is the, what is the mindset of a six figure soulpreneur? Someone that's doing this from a space of being led by the soul, but wants to make six figures, a hundred thousand dollars, multiple six figures from their sacred gifts in the world. They doesn't want to have to do anything else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's really lovely. And then we move into consistency and actually creating the systems and the infrastructure that's going to, have your business sustained over time Mm -hmm. so it's not like you just blow you know launch your thing like blow it up like we
1: i Mm -hmm. have an
2: offer and then you don't have the skills or the know how to repeat that Mm -hmm. so i give a repeatable process called my love to launch formula where i teach you how to launch how to create the event how to create a buzz how to create interest and desire in your offer and then i get into the nitty-gritty on sales soulful selling, selling as a service, selling mm-hmm. as that conversation that you have with another human affects them for the rest of their life, whether they buy or not, where mm-hmm. they feel held, will they feel seen, where they feel like safe to invest with us. And that's mm-hmm. how we raise our prices. So all this month, I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but the replays will be in my group called wild, wealthy, and well-known. Mm-hmm. Um, will be twice a week, free transmissions all around money Mm. and that's all free. That's all valuable. Going to be there for the people. Mm. And then in the next month or so, I'll be hosting deep money live, which is specifically to help people raise their rates Mm. like energetically, like go out and people have worked with me in my business immersion. Like after the first month, they, price their offer three times more than they, mm. what they were planning on pricing. Mm. And it's just through the subtle tweaks that I help them make with their mindset.
0: Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing. And like, I hope people really who hear this, like really need to like get the calling, you know, mm. but uh, is there something that people can do like few tricks that you would recommend just if they if they feel they can't afford the course or it's just not for them right now but they really want to make these baby steps towards having better relationship with money and business yeah I mean I
2: really would come into my group because there's so much yeah. there are so many free resources so immersing yourself in a community where lack mentality is on its way out mm-hmm. so in my spaces really even with my friends if I hear lack mentality I kind of like smack it on my hands <laughs> like it's Somebody wanted to go to oh, so the gym. So you have a group <laughs> yep. that's free? Yep, a Facebook oh, okay. group. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then my content on Instagram is pretty uh, inspiring, but the group is really where we're going to come together as a community mm-hmm. and and start to practice these things. But I mm-hmm. think the number one thing is to start giving money with a prayer. Mm-hmm. Start to give money with a prayer mm-hmm. and receive money with a prayer when it comes in. Cause it, whether I'm paid like a hundred dollars for my masterclass or someone pays me in full for my six month mentorship, which is 11 K it's like, i pray i pray for that money a mm-hmm. hundred dollars 11k it, it doesn't make a difference mm-hmm. this is gonna go to something beautiful in the life and i pray that the human that receives either the master class or the mentorship gets exactly what they need mm. for the evolution of mankind really mm-hmm. so
0: oh, beautiful. yeah beautiful mm. yeah i think it's a beautiful thing too is there something else you wanted to share I'm just so happy to be here. This is really yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. Thank mm. you so much. I feel like I got so much out of it. Like, hey. I feel like I want to just like go and write down some of the things around money. And yeah, I'm like super excited. Yeah. I hope I get to work with you because yeah, I'm planning to launch a lot of courses right now. And yeah, even yeah, physical, hold the physical, uh, spaces. But, uh, I think it's beautiful. Beautiful, uh, thought to end with is, uh, prayer mm. around money whether it's going out or coming in always having the good cool energy in there yeah but it's so beautiful yay thank yeah. you thank you so much thank you
1: mm. Mm. pleasure